Hello, listeners. You've reached us on Fairly Untopic once again. We're on episode four. That's four weeks in a row of the Boston Bruins podcast, where Boston Bruins fans talk about your Boston Bruins. Let's introduce our panel this week. We actually are missing one person. Let's see if you can figure it out. So we have Kate, who's our West Coast correspondent. Good morning. We have Anthony, who is our printmaster. Good afternoon. We have Tim, pantsless wonder. Hello. And we have Nick, who's the producer or extraordinaire. Hi. Hi. Uh, so Jeff's not with us this week. He is at a family um, wedding. That's what it is. <laughs> His family is not getting there. <laughs> He's from West Virginia. Oh. <laughs> I can say that because I have tons and tons of family from West Virginia. My family's like a stone's throw from West Virginia, so okay, <laughs> I understand that. But <laughs> maybe I don't know if we should leave that part in. But he had a wedding to go to, and that was um, it was lots of fun, I suppose. Mazel tov. Okay, so anyway, um, we have a lot of things that we want to talk about this week. We we are going to take a little bit of a departure from our normal stuff because we, I think we're going to talk about um, the media and maybe some coaches' comments because those are. Very relevant. But first, I would like to talk about the five-game winning streak of the Bruins because it seems improbable. And I think there are aspects of it that we might want to touch upon. Anybody want to go first? Yeah, I'll take it. All right, Anthony. We we stole that win from Detroit, (laughs) for the record. Zero didn't deserve that win whatsoever. Thank you, Vetrano. Thank you, Colin (laughs) Miller. Uh, I owe you a beer. If Tron- if Vetrano's old enough, uh, uh, maybe twenty one. Yeah. Oh, what the hell? Take him out anyway. Yeah, take him out to Canada. You only got to be nineteen. Yeah, go to Canada. Never mind. Yeah. All right. Well, let me. I'll look up how old he is. Who else wants to go next on this one? I am. I want to say that I think. Um, I I look at the schedule for the next few games and I think they could like win a lot more, but I'm also kind of concerned that these could be trap games with the, uh, you know, the teams they're playing and also the time we have off. I'm not worried about the road record, but I don't, I don't know. I'm hoping that we come out with like three more straight wins, but who knows, you know, Frank Vetrano is 21, by the way. Yeah. I looked um, up his birthday. Right. He's a, uh, <laughs> he's just, Barely older than my brother by two weeks. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yes, and for the girls out there, um, it looks like he's a, a Pisces. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, just wanted to let you know. I'm, we we all appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> just thought I'd let you know, you know. Okay. Well, I guess going back to the Bruins here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm trying to set them up. Yeah. So trying to set up. Right we have. Hey, yeah. Petrano might want a girlfriend. I think we're doing him a public service. He might right. have one. I don't know. So anyway, yes, let's talk about this week, Bruins, um, and uh, the Detroit win. All good. Oh, geez. Totally. Got to give props to the monster and into the mm. Detroit game as well. He was throwing out some pretty bad rebounds. You had Shara make a save there, but that's yeah. okay. They won. You just look past it when it's a win. The second Toronto game and the Rangers game, you still felt like the Bruins were just going like, to lose this game, but they've come through. So I am very, very happy. Is their luck changing? I don't know. Is there Hopefully. 
defense starting to gel when it needs to gel? No, Kevin Miller. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> I feel terrible for saying that, but it's just like so true. Oh my God. No crowd blocking. <laughs> no screening Tuca. Oh my God. Yeah. Ugh. No bad defense. Be nacho duty. No bad defense. No, I mean, come on. First of all, I just want to say Seidenberg's been playing pretty well. <laughs> Trotman's been playing very well. Why do we need Miller? <laughs> I mean, we need Colin Miller because he's like the super secret goal scorer, but he's got you know. such a great shot too. I love watching him wind up. Oh my God. So good. Yeah. So I fail to see how we need Kevin Miller um, right now. Why can't he just be the seventh D fenceman? Oh. <laughs> well, when I'm sure he comes back from injury, that's what they'll do. I'm, I'm, I'm praying. I'm hoping I sacrificed a cow earlier this morning. So he will be <laughs> the, the seventh defenseman this morning. Who was it? Uh, Ian McLaren. He was this morning. He's like, Claude would be stupid to mess with the, the defensive. Oh, right yeah. And I'm like, yes, I agree. I mean, but sure I wouldn't ever- put it past him. <laughs> I would not put it past him just for whatever reason. Well, I just I'm wondering what it is. What is it about uh, Kevin Miller that makes him irresistible to Claude? Um, Blackmail photos. <laughs> no, no, that's what Karan had on Shirelli. But oh. um no, I, I mean, I think it's more of just like there is a certain style of play that he really enjoys about him. And what is it about Miller? It's like he's P- Mr. Punchy Face. I um, think that's it right there. Great. Because he's he plays heavy. He he's not willing. To, he's willing to throw his body out there. He's willing to kind of sacrifice it all. And he's almost like an enforcer on the ice. And I think that's what it is. I think yeah. that's exactly why Claude's enamored with that because he kind of always has had someone like that throughout his tenure with the Bruins on the ice. Is it is 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 it that Kevin Miller is taking over that role from McQuaid? Because we know that McQuaid likes to be uh, a fighty kind of guy. I think he's trying to, except, I mean, McQuaid's injured a lot himself. So with him kind of reducing his face punching, he's kind of been, knock on wood, healthy this year. So mm. maybe that's one thing that McQuaid's trying to do is step back from that a little bit so he can remain healthy. I know he signed a four-year deal, or I think it was, in the offseason. Maybe he wants to actually be healthy for most of those four years. I almost wonder. Uh, I don't think that they have like these kind of contingencies. Well, I mean, I guess they do have contingencies in contracts where it's kind of like you can get bonuses if you play so many games or something, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, so part of that might be like, hey, you're going to get some bonuses if you can stay healthy, you know? Um so maybe it's not in your best interest to punch this guy through, um, you know, through the glass or something. Not that he does that, but, you know, maybe you should just lay back from that. We'll, we'll have somebody else do that for a while. But that's the only appeal I see in Kevin Miller in his play. I mean, sometimes I guess he can be okay on the PK, but, I mean, I think the team's just been playing better without him. Yeah. The team has speed now. Yeah. They can actually m- remove the puck from their own zone. You still got uh, Spooner's problem with that, but it's not as not as a big a deal anymore now that the every single defenseman that you got out there right now can at least make a good outlet pass. If you have Spooner has a problem with that, that's one thing. But if it's compounded by the defense, it's just a terrible, yeah, terrible thing. Anthony, based on the eye test, Spooner has been a lot better five on five playing with Kempinen in because mm-hmm. Kempinen is terrific on faceoffs. So he can get the puck out. Spooner can skate it out. Um, when you lose the draw, you already lose possession. So 
you gotta you gotta fight to get it back. So having someone to win the draw for him is helping immensely. I, I love what Claude is doing with the lines right now. I mean, he's, yeah. he's having to go outside the box a little bit, but uh, it's working. We have a five-game winning streak to to show the results there. Uh, I wish I could get all the fancy stats, but I think the only stat that I'm in love with right now is it's five and zero. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. It it is the most basic stat mm-hmm. it, that you know that you can get behind. You know, and we're like, you know, I don't care how you win, just do it. You know, um, I don't really care. <laughs> I don't want exciting wins. I just want wins. And mm-hmm. uh, that Detroit game certainly looked like it was uh, not going to be a winner. Neither did the Rangers one after after a while either. That Rangers. Oh my God, game, that was such yeah. a great game. I was able to watch the first period, and then I had to go back to work, and I listened to the remainder of the game. The announcers um, had a hard time speaking over the crowd, which yeah, it was rocking. Oh, jeez, awesome. I wanted it, to be there. Um, it it I was doing a bunch of filing the day after Thanksgiving when that game was on, so I'm filing away, and like I'm just I'm I'm shaking, I'm I'm dancing. <laughs> As I am filing and cheering on the Bruins, no one else was in the office, which is good because I was yelling. I was. Oh my screaming. god! Um, I even did a few hoots and hollers. Uh, nice. Yeah. I had Mulder sleeping next to me for the Spooner goal, but when Krejci scored, I just lost it. I totally woke up Mulder, and he ran away. And oh man, that was just sad. But I couldn't help it. I was like so stoked. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, I was out <laughs> for a walk during the third period. Uh, uh, yeah. You'll have to keep walking. You'll just have to walk. Yeah, I, I sacrificed watching the game for all of you and for the Bruins to win. So, <laughs> really, I think all of it, I should have been the first star. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know what? They could take Nash off there on the stars thing, and it should have been me, Preachy. <laughs> And um, and Bergeron. Mm. Well, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. You know, I just remembered that I failed to introduce myself in the beginning, oh. as I often do. So let's do it now. Huh? Oh yeah. Uh, by the way, I forgot to introduce myself earlier because um, I didn't write it down, and uh, when I don't write stuff down, I just forget about it. So I am VA, your favorite Rhode Islander. There we go. Okay, so going on. Yeah, I should have been a first star, and uh, <laughs> that's something that they're missing. <laughs> so, you know, why don't we just hit on uh, the games coming up in a little bit. First of all, um, you know, this is a week of late games, or for some of us, not late. They're on time, um, and they're playing the Oilers, and I just want to say that I'm actually going to a game. I'm going to see them play the Oilers. Ooh. So, um, so I'm pretty excited about that. So I'm excited to see this game on Wednesday too. But anyway, so they're, you know, we're going to be uh, playing the West Coast games this week. I, I think that uh, it's going to be tough for us to listen to anybody say anything about the Calgary game. <laughs> yep. Uh, for the Dougie reasons, but I personally just don't care. You know. I can't wait until Colin Miller scores the game-winning goal in that game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I just, I just hope that's the one game. If they do lose a few on that trip, I just want them to win the Calgary game so that they can all just shut up. You know, just stop talking. Yes. You know. Oh yeah, Colin Miller. That would be sweet. And win the Canucks game too, because good God, you know, uh, I'm so <laughs> sick of hearing about the Canucks. I hate the Canucks. 
I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. So aren't they bad this year? They are. Yeah, they're not great. Yeah. I think they're rebuilding again. They're meh at best. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, that whole Pacific division kind of sucks. <laughs> you know, I mean, everybody is doing worse or way better than they should. Um, so it's like, you know, you've got the Kings leading it and the Coyotes are in third. They're going to make the playoffs at this point. Um, but I think the Coyotes are better than people think they are. You know, hmm. we've got a lot of young talent there. And if they can put it together, they can have a decent run. But anyway, it's not Coyotes. So so anyway, I just wanted to uh, touch on some things that have happened in the last week. Uh, kind of both personally with Twitter and other Twitter comments uh, about the team and team members. So um, I thought I might start with the Kevin Paul DuPont stuff. And I know that Anthony has some stuff to say about that. It started off with Kevin Paul DuPont complaining about a scoreless game with three minutes to go, 46 shots and no goals. Clearly the games aren't exciting. So I replied back to him saying, too bad this game hasn't been exciting. It fits your narrative perfectly. And he replied with, you're easily amused. Perfect NHL customer. I, okay, first of all, let's dissect that a little bit. Uh, let's unpack that, as I like to say. Um, how are you a simpleton for liking a good defensive game? Mm-mm. If anything, I think that's the hardest kind of game to watch. Don't you? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of nuances. There's a lot of um, excitement based in every shot at that point now mattered. Mm-hmm. Um, so if when two gave up a rebound into the slot that I think Seidenberg cleared away, away from loophole, it was a pretty scary moment. And mm-hmm. that first goal was going to be the game winner mm-hmm. or it was going to totally blow open the game. Mm-hmm. And no one knew where it was going. It was very exciting. I love scoring. Scoring is cool. But what I like more than scoring is skill. Mm-hmm. And I still think skill can be displayed and in an entertaining fashion in a one nothing game, um, especially when it's zero to zero late in the game, that's exciting. If you have one of these, I will admit, you know, if you have a one nothing game after the first period and it stays that way for the rest of the game, yeah, that might be kind of dull. I've been to games like that. They're not they're not the most exciting thing ever, but when you have a zero zero game, close, two teams are really trying to climb in the standings. That's you're going to get a good entertainment in that. Oh yeah. Yeah, well I mean I remember what Jack was saying during the both both of those games in that uh, Babcock is really just trying to reteach the um the defensive uh-huh. uh skills that the the Leafs should have. Uh, yeah. he's really just trying to get the defensive fundamentals and make a solid um team um which is what good coaches do. They just they they make sure that you're defensively sound and then you can work on the offense after that. But um that's that's the why that's why I pointed out that it seemed to be a defensive game because people weren't scoring and that yeah. people were actually concentrating on a part of the game that I don't think is exciting for most people. I love it, but you know, I'm I'm not easily entertained by having like seven goals <laughs> um a game. And I think, you know, I I think the scoring argument, you know, increasing scoring is not what's going to help this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, help the league grow or anything. Yes, Kate. 
Hi. I think it really depends on what type of game it is because for, say, something that's very low scoring, if they're just, like, icing the puck or just passing it to each other and there's just, like, no momentum, then that, of course, is a very boring game. And then with the, um, you know, like the 8-6 games or whatever, that can be a lot of fun to watch, but most of the time I like it when it's two totally different teams from the Bruins. And I just think that... I mean, those are entertaining, but it can be also just like a total clown shoes event as well. It can just be like something that's not good hockey basically being played. So, yeah, skill on both sides, I think, is the important thing, Mm -hmm. you know, defensive skill and offensive skill, you know, and it should be a real battle uh, Mm -hmm. to be able to score. It shouldn't be we shouldn't we shouldn't see too many games that get above like, you know, five or six goals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Um. because that's not really it's not a really good thing I don't think. What do you think? Uh yeah, I mean I just think that a lot of high scoring games rather than displaying the skill that's on the ice it displays the sloppiness of the game. <laughs> and it's that's a lot of times why teams are scoring 5, 6, 7 goals. Yeah. It's how sloppy the play is. It's not because the goal scorers are doing that much better. Mm-hmm. Just the other teams are absolutely <laughs> sloppy as can be. And how is that exciting? It's not yeah. fun to watch a sloppy game like that. So I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe – I don't think that's, that more scoring is going to help the game. I think people just need to realize the sport's not going to have mm-hmm. 10 goals every game. Right. Yeah. Get used to it and enjoy the other parts of the game rather than focusing on one aspect. It's like in baseball, people wanting more homers. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. You, you know, um, I remember I was talking about this one morning – And I basically was talking about how the NFL, because again, I'll say that's where I know things. um, The NFL really did a great job of capturing the imagination of the viewer. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it was, it was not exactly um, fast. This is a slow burn over time, but one of the best things that they ever had happen to them was that some guy bought a camera and got his son who was in art school to film games and they started NFL films and they did things with the footage. They made they made football look poetic and graceful and like a ballet at times. They really just focused on the the aspects of the game that uh, you can't always catch in real time. And they really made it just look like something you wanted to watch. Because even if you weren't going to catch the slow mo- motion part of that, you were going to catch the what made the game interesting on mm-hmm. some level. The athleticism, I should dare yes. say. And it's like, hockey itself, can you could do that with hockey. You can look at hockey and say, these are people who have been doing this for their whole lives, basically. They mm-hmm. skate beautifully. It's like, you know, when you see a guy like... Uh, on a breakaway and he goes so fast and you don't necessarily see the little things that he's doing before he gets the the puck on the net. It's like you could easily do the same thing and just try to build up some kind of folklore around uh, players and make it something that people can't miss. They don't want to miss. Hockey is such a fast sport. It really is. It it took me a while to, to get up to being able to watch more than one period at a time. But, um, I just feel like there are ways to grow the, the game other than focusing every couple of years on, well, are they scoring enough? You know? Yeah. Hockey is really one of the few sports where if the, if the game clock is ticking, there is action. 
there's potential for something to to change to happen. Again, with football, the game clock will be ticking, but uh, you know they haven't snapped the ball yet. So right. Uh, yeah, a lot of downtime. Uh, and of course, in the NBA, there's so many fouls, substitutions. It's a it's a slow, choppy process. Uh, well, baseball, there's no time clock, but hockey is just it's just such a fluid, ever-changing thing. As soon as the puck hits the ice. Why they can't show that to the masses, I don't know. It's always bothered me where they, they say, oh, we got to get more scoring, more scoring, more scoring. Again, I just want maybe more talent to be displayed. Uh, when they removed the red line, the center red line, to allow uh, two-line passes, I thought that was huge. Because suddenly, uh, you can have a forward, I guess, racing up the ice, and the defenseman quickly pass it to him. Um, and then you get your breakaways, you get more scoring chances. I love, love, love that rule change. It opened up the game. So yes, I want NFL films for the NHL. <laughs> That's what I was getting at. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, like I said, um, if you, if you capture the fans imagination in some respect, you're going to get the fans coming to see the games or watching on TV. And guess what? If you get people watching on TV, you can actually negotiate better deals, mm-hmm. you know, and that is how you grow things. It really is. And it's just like, no. I, I just feel like some of the, you know, like the, the expansion to Las Vegas, I just don't think that's going to do anything. No. You know? Those Hockey Night in Canada videos for, like, the start of the playoff games, those are amazing. Like, the way they, like, they set everything to the music, like the um, like the previous night's game, and then when they win, it's, like, another song that's just amazing. I wish, I wish they had something like that here. I don't think NBC does anything like that at all. But no, you know no. what I'm talking about? The, no. uh, the Hockey Night in Canada videos oh, yeah. that they had. For the, oh, my God. I love those so yeah. much. The, uh, the one that they did for the, the, um, the 2013 final with the uh, Bruins yeah. and the uh, Blackhawks to get yeah. a shelter was like, wow. Yeah. I actually like the 2010 one when they used um, Smashing Pumpkins tonight tonight for that one. I mean, it was oh. relevant and it was just beautiful. It was so amazing. Ugh. It's great. No, NBC <laughs> just wants to make sure that we light some mumps. So, <laughs> light mumps. Up, up, light them up, up. Yeah, light them oh, up, 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 light them up, 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 light them up, 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 I think we'll Uma be Thurman okay. song? Yeah, Fallout Boy's awful. Okay. If you like oh, Fallout Boy, oh, I apologize. Oh, the song Uma Thurman. I was thinking about a song Uma Thurman did. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it was too. Well, no, okay. <laughs> Brief aside that that song is just dumb. They use the Monsters theme inappropriately. Uh-huh. Don't use the theme for my home movies, dude. Not <laughs> fair. Um, secondly, they, it's about, it, it, they make a reference that is like hard to get. Like, she wants to dance like Uma Thurman. And I'm like, oh, you mean the character that she plays in Pulp Fiction? Mm. Oh, okay. Because, you know, Uma Thurman is not a noted dancer. You know what I mean? So I'm just sitting here like, what the fuck? And then he changes who he's talking about in the song so much that I'm just like, my head, please stop. Are you talking about her or Uma Thurman? Or I don't know who you're talking about. Shut up. 
<laughs> so that's my my opinion on Fallout Boy. I do like the light 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 him up. Light him up. Yeah, I like lighting mops. What is it? What is it actually called? My song, something in the dark. My songs know what you did in the dark. What yes. the fuck? What the hell oh. does that mean? That is a, that's like rem- their theme. They're so stupidly self-referential, uh, yeah. and I it's like why I hate Fallout Boy, not because their music, <laughs> their song titles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they write catchy songs. I will give you that. But oh my god. No, and if you like Fallout Boy, I'm sorry, I'm being an asshole. But no, if you like Fallout Boy, you you shouldn't listen to this podcast because we're too mature for you. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. I guess I have to leave. Oh. <laughs> but Anthony, you know I'm an asshole. It's okay. We can. And I know their music stinks. I just like it. I don't know why. All right, you know what though? Actually, that is totally fine. Russ you Millennials Fallout Boy is a good part of our middle school and high school years no 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 yes you know what no, it totally is man <laughs> i think it's i think it's really important to realize that you like something and it might not be good and that you're okay with, okay it. with it yeah it's it's fine totally fine i'm an asshole though you have to realize this you all thought i was nice at one point haha <laughs> you guys were all fooled <laughs> i am such an <laughs> asshole okay let's move on to the comments that elaine vignon had said <laughs> Um, does anybody have that handy? You have the. Uh, let me see. Let me find it. Just give me a second. The comments on Hank were very inappropriate. Vigno said, responding to a question from the Daily News. The way Hank conducts himself on the ice, away from the rink, off the ice. The example that he sets. Who would you rather have as a son, Henrik Lundqvist, or Brad Marchand? For Julien, to say things like that about Hank is totally wrong, and probably Claude is getting a little older and needs to check his eyesight. Wow! I didn't know about the ending there. I didn't hear about the eyesight thing. That's awesome. I I heard that one. That's why I wanted to do a reading from actual the whole quote, okay? Uh, Not the stuff that was tweeted. I got something to say about it. Oh, I hope you do. Let's do do. something. Come on. I love it. I, uh, I want more of it. I want I, – I love off-ice drama between mm-hmm. coaches. Me too. Um, as <laughs> listeners may or may not know, I am from the south. I'm from North Carolina where we have a bunch of uh, prettied-up rednecks racing race cars every Sunday. And I tell you, I just like NASCAR just because of what they say after the races. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat his ass. I tell you what, I want more of that in the NHL. I, let's, it is entertainment. Snack is it talk. Yes, but I am. I like entertainment. No one's getting hurt. No one's faces are getting punched. No one's getting a concussion when Vigno says Claude needs to check his eyesight. It's just fun. Let's have some more fun here. Let's let our hair down. <laughs> let our hair down and make fun of old coaches when when they with their bad eyesight. No, I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome. It's not like he, he's going out and saying, "Oh yes," uh, in his and his daughter is a whore. No, it's <laughs> just making fun of his eyesight. No one's getting hurt. It's kind of a lot like the 2011 um, yes. Stanley Cup final with like all like the trash talk going on between Luongo and Thomas. And well, I, I'm sure Vigneault and Julian might have gotten into that then, although I can't oh remember off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask, do you think this is residual from 2011? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> It definitely Absolutely. is. Um, but, you know, um, 
I did. I want to put it out to you. <laughs> I've had some private comments in this and I don't think I'm going to share them. <laughs> um, I shared them with you earlier and I hope that Nick buries that audio. If we, if we have it. Yeah. We're professionals here. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but uh, who would you rather have as a son? Henrik Lundqvist or Brad Marchand? And why? Now, this mm. is assuming that you're, you're Elaine Vigneault's age or close <laughs> age. Okay. So put yourself in those shoes. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be I, a 50 something year old man right now. Okay. Got it. I think I'd rather have Brad Marchand or Marchand is my son because um he has a ring. So I can be <laughs> proud of him. Shots fired. Wow. And you know, he has more rings than a lot of other people and that he has the one. So, yeah. yep. Okay. Uh, so Anthony. I'm a, I'd have to say Marchand as well. Um, and I'm not really sure why I don't know Lundquist all that much off the ice from what I've seen based on NBC's coverage of the Rangers. And I just Marchand cause I, I like the nose face killer. Nose face killer. Yep. Nick? Well, again, where the question is, who would you rather have as a son? And if I am if I want a bro, if I want a cousin, oh, it's Brad, no doubt. I'm hanging out with Brad before I'm hanging out with Hen- Hendrik Lundqvist. But as a son, I'm going Lundqvist because he's a musician. He's a guitarist. I'm, a, I'm huge in the music. We could have nice father-son moments jamming out together. <laughs> Um, I know he's a spokesman for the Garden of Dreams Foundation, which works mostly with Madison Square Garden and its tenants to host charitable events and grant wishes to children. It's similar to Make-A-Wish Foundation, just with Madison Square Garden stuff. But no, I think it'd be fun to uh, to jam with my son, Hendrik Lundqvist. Okay. Well, Kate, <laughs> this is where it's going to get a little loaded. And not just because I'm loaded. Okay. I think I I'll go first. Okay, go ahead. I'm going to go first. No, no, I'm going to have you go first. You go first. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was actually thinking about this seriously, and I think Brad might be a little bit more down to earth, and I know he would probably get in more trouble, although we don't really know the kind of guy Lundquist is, but or Brad. But, you know, I think I, think I would go with Brad Marchand to myself, but... You know, Clutch Julian said he was not touching that comment at all. So, <laughs> um, yeah, Brad, of course. All right, I'm going to put myself in my normal age, <laughs> and I'm female. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I can separate on and off ice stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I think Brad Marchand is probably a really good kid. I think he is. I think he's a good son. You know, I think he's obnoxious, but that's just that's how kids are you know what i mean that's fine but quite frankly i can't in any way wrap my head around the idea of henrik lundquist being a son of mine i just can't i like to look at him too much i'm sorry (laughs) i just yeah i just can't i can't do it you know i'm sure he's a fine man and i (laughs) and it's terrible that i'm objectifying him but Man, and I want him to continue the way he plays goal against the Bruins because um, the Bruins um, usually win. So, yeah, yeah, I'm good with that. 
<laughs> Heinrich, Heinrich Lundquist is not my son. He's never going to be my son. And that is okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So I don't get the creepy, icky feels. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we should move on to something else. Let's do that. All right. Let's talk about bare necessities, the things that we need to drink while we're watching Bruins games this week. Absolutely. And we have a, a game on Wednesday against the Oilers, and it's a late game. They're all late this week. Uh, <laughs> they're yeah. not the swing. I'm well, happy. Well, Kate's happy, but everyone I else is. I work till 8.30 every night, so. All <laughs> right. Some of us are happy. Some of us are not. I'm happy they're playing the Oilers, but. Um, I'm sad that I didn't get to go to Rexall to go see it. So, um, because I kind of wanted to go there one more time. It was the place of my first game. I wanted to go back. But anyway, um, and it would have been fun to go with the uh, Bruins game. But um, they're playing Oilers on Wednesday, the Canucks on Friday, and then, no, no, I'm sorry, the Flames Calgary. on Friday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, how can you forget the Calgary game? We're going to be reminded about that forever. I don't know. It's pretty easy for me to forget about them because I don't give a shit about Calgary. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, if you want to ask me about teams that I care about, Calgary's not on that list. And you want to talk about the Dougie thing? Okay, I'm going to talk about my feelings about Dougie right now. Ready? Mm -hmm. I don't fucking care. I'm so (laughs) over it. You know what? Go suck somewhere else, Dougie. I'm done. You know, I wore your shirt this week and the Bruins won. I felt a little dirty about it, but that's okay. <laughs> I don't care. So anyway. No, I don't either. But I, no. I'm just saying the media will care. We're going to hear about this forever. But that's why we need to drink. Yes. Okay. yes. So I hope you have some good stuff lined up. Who wants to go first? Okay, Anthony, you're first. I made my bourbon punch. Ooh. And I've still that's got some good. left for Wednesday's game. It's three cups of bourbon, three hard apple ciders, three cups of cider, and three cups of ginger ale. Wow. It was spectacular. <laughs> that sounds awesome. So um, is the fizz really important to it? Not particularly. Okay, good. Because I was going to say, you might have to think about how to revive that. But if it's unimportant, excellent. Sounds like good work. The recipe called for three ginger beers and a cup of seltzer. And I was just like, why? I'm not spending another $8 for a six-pack of ginger beer that it's going to be bland anyway. It's, there you go. You think ginger beers... Do you think ginger beer is bland? Yeah, I don't care for it. Oh, see, I like it. I really do. It's got a, like a nice little punch of ginger. But anyway, yes, thank you. Punch. <laughs> but that's Okay. We're not having a debate on the virtues of ginger beer. So um, who, who else wants to go? I'll go. All right. I'll go. Well, Wednesday night, of course, that's a, uh, a late night game on a weekday. So I'll be having some Native American tea uh, <laughs> from uh, South Dakota. Um, they got nice. various stuff. But anyway, hey, we got some weekend games, and I have a gig both nights. And so that typically means I drink IPAs before I play. Uh, music. So I'll be having a Woody and Wilk- Woody and Wilcox American style IPA from Noda Brewing Company out of Charlotte, North Carolina. <laughs> that sounds most excellent. <laughs> so yeah, there we go. Oh, it should be a good weekend. I I drink only IPAs before I play a. 
<laughs> How about you, Tim? Um, I will probably be getting more of the Jolly Traveler Winter Shandy. Um, it's from Traveler Beer Company, which is up in Vermont, and it's absolutely fantastic. Ooh, that sounds great. How about you, Kate? Oh, I still have the um, the hard root beer I bought from last <laughs> week. But oh no, no, no! You know She's nursing it. She's I just taking nips. You know what? No, no, no. What's really good, though, is if you put it with ice cream, it's really dangerous, and I just drink it too quickly. So I'm kind of glad I'm pacing myself. Um, I was at the – it's awesome. I was um, also at the store earlier, and I saw um, Blue Moon has a gingerbread beer, gingerbread lager, which I'm kind of interested in. So that may be my next purchase. So. Okay. <laughs> it's probably That's... pretty good. I know Shipyard has one, too. It's called Gingerbread Head. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it sounds I know that's pretty fantastic. Cool. Shipyard <laughs> just likes to have something, you know, Blank Head is their name of any of their beers, basically. Yes, they have pumpkin, watermelon, pumpkin. apple, gingerbread, and I think that's all of them. Huh. All the heads. Well, this week, we tried really hard to go find the Narragansett Coffee Milk Stout. Um it they just I got the word last week that it was out. I was like, yes, I'm going to level up in my Rhode Islandism. Um and uh I couldn't find it. I but I went to a reliable place and they said they should have it within a week. So oh. that is good because then I can have it for next week. But in the meantime, we uh decided to get the winter um shandy sampler from Line and Google. Um and I just had the which one is this? The Cocoa Berry Shandy, which was very interesting. It kind of felt like hmm. drinking a beer and eating a truffle. Oh, nice. At the same that time. Good. And it but it's not it's not a dark beer. It's a shandy, so it's a wheat beer. And uh hmm. so it it's like it's it's a lot lighter than you think it would be in flavor. And it actually was very enjoyable. Now I just poured myself some ginger shandy. Because hey, I'm yeah. on beer number two. Is it good? I'm not even an hour in, and I'm in beer. <laughs> They're small. They're small. They're only 12 ounces. Um, <laughs> hey. It's only the normal size. Come on. This was a full <laughs> cup of Bailey's, and it is empty. So don't wow. take that. And I you need win. a refill. You so win. See? Wow. I'm going to get a refill like, real quick. Straight Bailey's? Go for it. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, or so... about getting diabetes and getting drunk. <laughs> diabetes. Oh, God. All right, so this... Wilford, calm down. <laughs> so this is the ginger shandy, and it's actually got a really nice ginger flavor to it. Oh, nice. Which is a lot better than other stuff that I have that um, I don't even know where it is. We might have pointed it out. It's all bad. So, anyway. All right. So. Yeah, why don't you wrap it up for me? Whoa. <laughs> pressure on me. Yeah, well, I mean, you're the one who's got this idea. Okay, okay. I mean, I can say, good beard, good games on tap, and Okay, something. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> so now that the bare necessities have been covered, it is time to put this podcast to an end until next week. No, Again, no, we should put it to bed. Put it to bed. Put it, put to, it bed. to bed. We're putting this podcast to bed. Because, you know, we're going to get up next morning, and we're going to tackle the day fully rested. 
So again, this is Barely On Topic, your Boston Bruins podcast. Remember, we are on Stitcher, we are on iTunes, we are on SoundCloud. We are on, uh, what's, what's that fucking thing called? Facebook? I got one of those Facebook accounts. Yeah, we have a Twitter account as well. We oh. would really, really love it if people would interact with us. Please. Because we get, we get very sad. We don't think that you like us. <laughs> I mean, basically all it is is just us talking to each other using the same Twitter account, and that's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> So please, please follow us. Please subscribe. Please rate us on iTunes and every other thing. Give us five stars. We're worth it. And like, uh, like how we end every show. Word. Word. Bye.